0: Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. Okay, so we're reading my book, The Pesky Kids 3, Stuck in the Mud, and we're up to Chapter 2, The Next Day. Here we go. At school the next morning, all the kids in Finn and April's class were openly staring at them. Even the teacher was staring at them, and they sat in the back row, so there was nothing subtle about it. Every kid in the class had swiveled in their seats to stare at the two pesky kids. "'Shouldn't we be studying a poem or something?' demanded April. "'Well, we could,' said Mr Sturgis, their English teacher. "'But I don't think anything Shakespeare wrote could be as dramatic and exciting as what's going on in your family.' Mr Sturgis was an overweight, balding, middle-aged man. He had been worn down by 20 years of attempting to teach English literature to the children of Currawong, a town with no bookshop and no library. But he was a kind man and in his own way happy enough, mainly because he spent every moment he could reading a book, so his brain at least could get out of Currawong. "'It's none of your business,' said Finn. "'This is a small town,' said Kiran. A straightforward boy who saw life with a simplicity that was not there. Everyone here knows everything about everyone. Wouldn't you rather we discussed it with you rather than behind your back, asked Matilda. She was a girl with perfectly braided hair who was so desperate to be perfect in every way that she frequently stooped to disgraceful behaviour to achieve her goals, like cheating in the cockroach races and setting snails on her opponent's daffodils. I'd rather learn about poetry, snapped April. You hate poetry, Finn pointed out. You say it's boring and irritating because it rhymes and you find yourself remembering it even when you don't want to. I haven't changed my mind, said April. I didn't say I liked poetry. I said I'd rather study it than endure this gaggle of gobbreathers breathers at me. "Oh, excellent use of alliteration, said Mr Sturgis. He couldn't help himself. He was always delighted when a student used the mechanics of expression properly, even if it was to abuse him. I'd rather have a hole drilled in my head by a power drill than put up with this, said April, waving her arm at the whole class. Ooh, a nice use of metaphor, commented Mr Sturgis. It wasn't a metaphor, said April. I would literally rather take a power drill to my head than be in this class. Mr Sturgis sighed. You'd be surprised how many teachers feel the same way. "'So is your dad really adopting Loretta Viswanathan? asked Kiran, trying to draw the conversation back to the nitty-gritty of the gossip at hand. "'And can he do that?' asked Matilda. "'After all, she's, you know, different, isn't she? Culturally to you, I mean.' "'What are you talking about?' asked April. "'I think she means Loretta is Sri Lankan,' said Finn. "'No,' said Matilda. "'I mean Loretta is rich, really rich, and rich people are different.' "'She's got a point,' conceded Finn." ''Dad is not adopting her,'' said April. ''I'd adopt her if you and my daughter,'' said Kiran. Everyone else in the class sniggered. Even Mr Sturgis had to suppress a smirk. April had a gift for getting on even the most patient person's nerves. ''Parents don't get to swap out their kids,'' snapped April. ''I bet your dad wishes he could,'' said Animesh. There was a lot more sniggering. Animesh was Kiran's best friend. He was equally annoying, but in a more nerdy way. His black hair was slicked in a style that had not been fashionable for decades. But it suited Animesh's personality, so no one ever made fun of him for it. If Animesh and Kiran had a time machine and travelled back to the 1950s, they both would have fit in perfectly. Yeah, he's already swapped out their mum for that Swedish woman, added Kiran. There was no sniggering this time. As soon as he said it, even Kiran realised he'd gone too far, mainly because Finn had launched himself at Kiran's throat. Pumpkin enjoyed a good frucker, and had soon sunk his teeth into Matilda's ankle. April used the distraction as an opportunity to tip Animesh's pencil box over his head. "'Take that back!' bellowed Finn. "'What?' pleaded Kieran. It was hard to talk because Finn was attempting to strangle him with his own school tie. "'Don't you say that about my mother!' growled Finn. Strong hands grabbed hold of Finn and pulled him off. It was April. "'Let him go!' she ordered. "'Did you hear what he said about Mum?' demanded Finn. Yes, said April. That's why you have to let him go. Because I'm going to kill him. She leapt on Kieran and took hold of his tie herself. Just then, the PA system crackled. How do I turn this on? There was a mumble of response. It's on already. Blast! I mean, good morning, Karawong High, said Mr Lang. The students froze mid-brawl. Leave your bags and school supplies where they are, said Mr Lang. All students and staff are to walk to the Daffodil Gardens for an announcement immediately. Attendance is mandatory. There was the click of the microphone being turned off, then another click as it was turned back on. Oh, and mandatory means you have to go. All the local Currawan kids abandoned the fight and started heading out the door. "'What's happening?' asked April. For once, Kieran didn't have a smart answer. He was too busy trying to restore oxygen flow to his head. "'It's the big announcement,' said Matilda. "'They do it every year, to kick off the festivities.' "'What festivities?' asked Finn. "'Duh,' said Animesh, as if Finn's question was too stupid to be believed.' The Mud Run Festival. You're kidding, said April. The Daffodil Festival was strange, but believable. And the Cockroach Festival was downright weird. But now you're saying the next festival in this crazy town is to celebrate mud? Yep, said Kiran, between gasps for breath. We may not have a lot in Currawong, said Matilda proudly, but we do have dirt. And where there's dirt, you can soon have mud. So long as there's not a drought, observed Finn. Everyone gasped. (gasps) Oh! "'What now?' asked Finn. "'Don't say the D word,' said Animesh. "'It's cursed,' added Matilda. "'Which D word?' asked April. "'Drought,' said Finn. Matilda slapped Finn on the arm. "'Hey!' cried Finn. "'Quick, spin around three times saying Thurgood, 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 ordered Matilda, "'to take back the bad luck.' "'Hurry up, you lot,' said Mr Sturgis. "'There were the last five students in the room. "'It's a big day for Mr Lang. "'We don't want to let him down.' "'Why is it a big day for Mr Lang?' asked April.' I don't know, said Matilda. It was rare for her to not know something that was a point of potential gossip, so this was quite a concession for her. We'll soon find out, said Finn, as they made their way out across the quadrangle. And that is the end of the chapter, so we'll leave it there. Until next time, goodbye.